Welcome to the Parents Place podcast with Hillary and Jen. Welcome to the Parents Place podcast today. We are officially in summer mode. And I know some Yay. of you guys are jumping up and down and cheering. And I know some of you guys maybe are shedding a little tear because your <laughs> kids are back in the home. <laughs> so, and maybe there's a few of you that are doing a little bit of both. But whether we're ready for it or not, we are back in business, right? We've mm-hmm. got kids in our home full time. And this is one of those um, topics that, as we discussed today, it, we completely recognize that everybody is in a different position in life. So some of you have young children that are still very dependent on you. Some of you have older children that are a little bit more independent. And so when it comes to caring for them during the summer, they can take the reins to an extent. And we also recognize that there are some of you out there that are not working as moms. Um, Some of you that are maybe working part-time and some of you that are obviously working full-time. So with the advice and the and the information that we share, just kind of keep in mind that um, we're talking broadly, but we recognize that some of you will have to make some potential adjustments to the to the feedback we offer um, because we all have a different household and different structure. So, yeah. Um, but but the topic we've got today is kind of getting the most out of our summer. If we are in that position where we are still working, mm-hmm. which is a very tricky spot to be. <laughs> um, I, Jen, Jen knows, we joke about this all the time, that there's this, there's this ongoing joke in the office that <laughs> when summer rolls around, I just like slowly step away and disappear. And people are like, is Hillary still work here? I haven't seen her for a few weeks. <laughs> I, I don't understand where she went. I love summer. That is like my time to shine. And honestly, I know I'm a little, I'm, I'm the minority here. I'm the odd one out. I love my kids being at home. It, it, it's crazy. I get it. It's crazy. It's frantic. Our house is a pit, <laughs> but I love it. But I also have a schedule that allows me to step away to a degree work-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can, uh, I can do that, and I know that some people can't. I don't know, Jen. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that, but I am anyways. <laughs> I don't think I could get you to stay in the office. <laughs> oh, that sun comes out, and I'm like, mm, I gotta be outside. <laughs> I need this. But so, is it the activities that you do? Is it? The weather, like, do you like to be hot or I, like, what is it? <laughs> I love, I love it all. I love warm weather. Honestly, if I could pick the perfect temperature, I, for me, it'd be like mid eighties, which I know you're going to be appalled about. I know. See, but that would be my perfect temperature, but I love being outside and I I am the type of person, I shouldn't admit this to our audience, but I love going, I love living on a, a, on a flexible schedule for, mm-hmm. for, for a time being. 
I don't necessarily want to live my entire life just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but I think it's good for me and I think it's good for my kids to sleep in, stay up late and to wake up without necessarily having our day planned out and to be able to look at each other and say, what should we do today? And then spontaneously decide on an activity. Like I love, I know for some people they cringe at the thought of Mm -hmm. that being the case, but for me, like I really enjoy just having that open available, available schedule with my kids. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Call me crazy. My most favorite temperature is about 65. (laughs) See, I like it warm. I would live in a warm climate any day over a cold climate. So, Well, Arizona is kind of flipped from Utah. So, Uh, you know, Utah, you have like two and a half, two and a half, well, maybe three months of summer warm weather before it starts to cooling off again. It's flipped in Arizona. And you sure do get so tired of that heat. And I'm Ugh. sure if I lived in an environment like that, I would probably realize, okay, this isn't as appealing as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but where we are in northern Utah and you mm-hmm. only have so many short months of that like heat, I always say to myself, like, bring it on. I have yeah. lived in a dreary winter season for way too long. Like, bring on the heat. Let me sweat and, it out. <laughs> yeah, this year was really bad. So Exactly. And so I'm sure if I lived in an Arizona-type climate, I would be like, you know what? A little bit of snow sounds sounds kind of dreamy right now, I'll be mm. honest with you. But <laughs> you always want what you don't have, right? That is true. <laughs> so oh. in the article that I liked, the first thing I really liked was figuring out your why. Yes. I'm like, I never even figured thought about why my what my why is for summer. But I love that. Yeah. That was the very first suggestion offered on one of these articles. And I I I said the same thing to myself. I was like, huh, like that is a really intriguing idea. Mm-hmm. Cause they talked about like figuring out what you want for the summer, whether you want, you know, what your focus is. And it gave some examples, you know. Do you want it to be primarily spent with family? Are you going to be spending the majority of your summer traveling? Do you want it to be full of education and educational camps and opportunities? Or are you just surviving? Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes we have summers that it, it is. It's purely just a, we need to survive the next two and a half months. But yeah. I like the idea of sitting down and saying, Here's what we want our summer to look like. And based on that goal, here's what we need to strategically schedule in. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was cool. I thought that yeah. was really cool because I think oftentimes midway through the summer, I, I think to myself, crap, we haven't done a lot of things in regards to reading or we haven't gone anywhere yet because we've been so busy with other things. And so, yeah, I mean, we know how important it is to be intentional with what we do, but I think that was a good reminder mm-hmm. when it came to summer too. Um, you know, other one I really like too. So one thing that we do at our house, which I think a lot of people do at their house, is just kind of creating the bucket list, going along with being intentional. But the thing that I have learned with, at least with our house and creating the bucket list is is that when we sit down with our kids to decide what we want to do, I make it very clear to them that just 
because it's on the list doesn't mean that everything is going to be done. Mm-hmm. Because there have been times in the past where my kids have created a grand list <laughs> and we're about a week before school is supposed to be starting. And my kids are like, we haven't done everything, mom. Like this summer has been in vain. Throw it in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're frantically trying to do like seven things in a matter of days. And Mm -hmm. so I I did. I kind of reframed my mindset a few years ago. And I just said to my kids, these are ideas. Like these are some fun potential ideas of what we're going to do in the summer. Clearly, we're not going to get to everything, and it's going to depend on time. It's going to depend on money. You know, it depends on a lot of factors. But when we do have that unstructured time, we can look at this list and we can say, hey, what should we plan on doing? And for us, a bucket list includes some vacation destinations, but it also includes more like boredom type activities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, running in the sprinkler and playing in the sandbox and playing night games with our friends. So also little things that are easily checked off and that aren't going to, you know, hurt our budget too. I think it's important that we incorporate those into our bucket list as well. And so I, I know that we do that at our house and we post it, they color it, we see it, cross it off. My girls, I've got an organizer at my house, so she's very much uh, like, cross it off the list so I can visually (laughs) see when it's done. So we like doing that. (laughs) Well, I think even those little day trips, if it's a little day hike, I know for like up here, one of the things I love to do is just drive up to Tony's Grove and over by their little, they call it a lake, I guess. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. not that big, but um, going up there and just hanging out. I mean, that take a lunch. Yeah. You know, another thing it talked about kind of in regards to that same topic, which I don't do, I need to do better at, is they talked about, along with the bucket list, coming up with a summer goal for each of Mm -hmm. your kids. So they have something that they're working towards. And so maybe Mm -hmm. the summer goal is to learn to ride the bike without training wheels. Or maybe the summer goal is that we're all going to read you know, the first Harry Potter book together and then watch the movie at the end of the summer. But I like the idea of having kids work towards something Mm -hmm. so that they feel like by that. I mean, we do that so well in school with different goals that the teachers set upon our kids that I think it's important that we do that in our home too, to work towards this goal that they can achieve. So even, I mean, think you think about your kids and even things in preparation for school. And so, you know, maybe the goal for the summer is to learn how to tie their shoes for these little ones that are entering school. That's a great goal to have and to be able to check off the list before, you know, the start of the year comes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to deal with tying your shoes, buy a pair of Kizik's. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pair and I absolutely love them. I haven't tied my shoes since December. (laughs) Oh, I have. just slides right in. You know, I... Bless those cute little kindergarten teachers' hearts. I can't even begin to, like, imagine how many shoes are tied in those first yeah. few months of school. Well, even in the end, because I think there's probably a lot of kindergarten first and second graders that may not know how to tie their shoes. <laughs> I can't imagine how many times they are asked to assist to tie in shoe tying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good goal to do over the summer. Let's tie right? our shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I liked that idea of being able to set up something. And and I think you can do individual goals with your kids, but I also think you could maybe do a, some type of a family goal too. That might be really fun to say. Mm-hmm. We are going to accomplish this by, you know, August 15th or whatever time it is yeah. that you decide. Um, so, I mean, for these parents that do have to work, it did offer some suggestions about what that could potentially look like. And a lot of it is going to be us being a little bit flexible with how mm-hmm. things look. I mean, I know for some, again, depending on your kid's age, summer might make for more opportunities to incorporate different child care scenarios. So there's lots of summer camps that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like way more than when you and I were growing up. Oh, I feel yeah. like our options as youth were you go to swimming lessons and mm-hmm. that's about it. And I you feel like outside. your mom said, go outside, come exactly. back to lunch and go out again. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like most nonprofits out there, most of your local rec centers, even some of your schools mm-hmm. have some types of um, camps, whether they are day camps, week camps, some of them are more than one week. And we recognize that those probably do cost money. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, you're calculating the cost of how much would I have been spending on childcare versus a camp. Usually mm-hmm. I feel like these organizations that run these camps kind of take that into account. So they're mm-hmm. not an outrageous price, which is yeah. obviously nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, but even, I mean, they oh. can learn lots of skills in those um, camps yeah. that they may have been struggling with the year before of just, you know, sharing things or having to work with other kids so that's a great way to have them work on those skills yeah and and i don't know uh you know obviously again with my situation but but i think a lot of times with summer kids are out of school so you're talking high school kids and maybe even middle school kids and so you might be able to find a high schooler or even you know an older middle school uh, student that's looking to make a little bit of extra money and might be interested in watching kids during that time or it's a perfect opportunity to maybe swap with another parent in your neighborhood where you say I'll take the kids on Monday if you'll take the kids on Tuesday and then you can shift your work schedule around that or you have that open and available time. Um, yeah. That might be an option too. So that might I be I liked helpful. that uh, idea. Because, yeah. you know, they always say it takes a village to raise kids. You need that help and support. So reaching out to friends who you can swap with is a great idea. Yeah, I didn't do that as well with my older kids as I do now with my younger kids. And it's always so interesting because I think I think I I didn't take that opportunity with my older kids because I was I was a little bit nervous about asking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found with every single person that I ask, they are very willing because they are in the same boat. They're like, yes not getting anything done in my house so I would love that you know if you're making it an equal partnership and saying you get a day I get a day Mm -hmm. any parents willing to do that because I think whether parents are working or not having that open and available day to do your grocery shopping or get some of the house cleaning done or even just have that day for you Mm -hmm. and so I think be willing to ask and I would say the majority of parents would love to create that type of partnership. 
I mean, we're working moms. We need to support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important, too, that it talked a little bit later in this article about as you're scheduling all the things to make sure that you scheduling something for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, summer for me tends to very much be what do the kids want to do? Right. Like, let's go to the park. Let's go to the zoo. Let's go to the swimming pool. And while I enjoy those things to a degree, right, I think it's important as us as as parents to be able to say, I need to find some time to just do something that I want to do. And and, you know, don't forget that we can have our own interests and hobbies outside of our home and outside of, you know, our, our family structure. I think that that's important for us to remember, especially in the summer where most of the time I think is consumed with children's events. I'm thinking about um, right below that one of making sure you enjoy summer is that time, take time for self-care. And I yeah. think that is super important. So you don't get burnt out over the summer and you're like, I'm going to take my kids and have them stand outside the doors of school until it opens Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm done with you. But I think also telling your kids that self-care is good and teaching them those little things that they can do. Because when those anxiety things, when they do have to go back to school, they have some tools on how to take care of themselves when anxiety comes or scared feelings or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll add this last suggestion, and this isn't necessarily on the article, but this is something that I have found through many years <laughs> of trying. Um, but in my house, I remember, you know, those early stages with my kids thinking I needed to do it all. And, you know, if I look at my day, I can chunk out my day into basically four different like areas and so that that I'm over that I oversee that I maintain and that is work that is keeping the inside of my house clean that is keeping the outside of my house clean and then that's spending quality time with my kids Mm -hmm. and I remember as my kids were older thinking I needed to do all four of those things every single day and by the end of the day feeling incredibly exhausted and overwhelmed and defeated because I couldn't. I couldn't do it all. And I remember a few years back hearing a suggestion from somebody saying, you know what? You're going to have to take turns on what that day's focus is. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there are some days where I'm like, today is a work day. Mm -hmm. And that's going to mean at my house that my kids won't necessarily be ignored because they're older, so they can independently play. But on those work days, I'm going to get my work done. And that means that my kids are going to play solo. And that Mm -hmm. probably means that my house is going to look like a disaster Mm -hmm. by the time that I'm done. But that's okay, because my goal for today was to work. And that's what my focus was on. And then there's going to be other days where maybe I need to focus in on the housework. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be those days where I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not going to work. I'm not going to clean. We're just going to have fun today. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the pool and not, we're not going to worry about any of those other obligations that we have. And so for me, being able to 
strategically decide what that day looked like and then to set aside all the other mom guilt was mm-hmm. so helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there, and, and obviously there's some days where I could take care of more than one thing. Maybe I work in the morning and we play in the afternoon or maybe we clean in the morning and then we work. Um, but I think making sure that you take time in all those areas, but realizing that you can't juggle them all. You need to strategically decide what that focuses on that day and let the rest of them go. Mm-hmm. So that that has been one of those life lessons for me. And once I finally embraced that, I was like, I enjoy my days with my kids so much more mm-hmm. than what I did before when I was feeling like I was being pulled in so many different directions. Yeah, I think if we all look back on our childhood it's the memories that we're making it's not the clean house or anything like that it's those memories that are most important i and i also think if you're not one that can you gotta have some type of clean cleaning done in your home then get each child a laundry basket of a different color and give them five minutes to run around pick those things up and put them in the laundry basket and there you go yeah so it's it's true. I think especially during the summer, I'm like, I need to put my expectations down to an extent. <laughs> I will mm-hmm. have a clean house in the fall. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, granted, the house is clean on some days and it's semi-clean on other days and it's not clean on other days. But I think recognizing that your children are home, it's mm-hmm. summer. It's probably not ever going to look completely perfect unless mm-hmm. they're asleep. And that's okay because yeah. this is a stage of life. This is a phase. This is going to end in a few weeks or a few months. And so, you know, give yourself some grace that it's it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be livable. And like you said, when it all boils down to it, what's most important here anyway, you know? And so you, yeah. you got to make sure that you remember that we we can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to be perfect. And that's just fine. Yep. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening today. We hope we gave you some ideas for this summer. And we'd like you to enjoy your summer. Be safe. Um, watch your little ones around that water. And we do have a podcast about safe water and being safe. So if you need some tips for that, just go back to that episode of Enjoying Water. And we want you to be kind and patient with yourselves and we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Parents Place podcast. If you would like to reach us, you can at parents at the familyplaceutah.org or you can reach Jen on Facebook, Jen Daly dash the family place. Please check out our show notes for any additional information. Our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org if you're interested in any of our upcoming virtual classes. We'd love to see you there.